Hey you, welcome to Adulting with Ghetto. We all know adulting is truly overrated, so what better way to survive this ratchet place than coming together to share our stories and words of wisdom with one another? Join us as we discuss all things adulting from the following aspects of adulthood, finances, relationships, spirituality, and even health. This podcast is a great source to get all tips and tricks as you manage to survive adulting. After all, we already know adulting is truly ghetto. On today's episode, we are speaking from the spirituality aspect of adulting. Today's topic is all about faith. Today we have founding co-pastor of the Breakthrough Fellowship Church, located in Atlanta, Georgia, Jennifer Watley Maxwell, aka Lady J. We are discussing all things related to the faith and spirituality. Welcome to the show, Lady J. Thank you, thank you. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, and you know, this is special because this is my home church, so it's an honor to have you on. It's an honor to be on. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourselves before we get into this. So I am Jennifer Watley Maxell. I'm a third generation preacher, so which means I'm a preacher's kid and a preacher's granddaughter. Um, I am the last one in my family to come into ministry. I was a um, professor of cinema studies. Um, I worked at St. John's as a dean of student life. I've been uh, in the corporate world. And so I come to ministry with, you know, kind of a different background than a lot of pastors, um, which means I have a very diverse, um, I would say, repertoire when it comes to how I look at scripture, how I interpret right. scripture. All of that. Um, I am the founding co-pastor of the Breakthrough Fellowship, as you stated, and you know, I'm a mother of three. I've been yes. married to my college boyfriend for <laughs> almost 28 years, yes. which is um, I went to Howard University, HU. Okay, you know, um, and I am a leadership consultant. So yeah, so I have a lot of hats. hats. I do a lot of stuff, and I love my life. So yeah, Amen. Yes, I love my life. Keyword right here. Okay, so today, like I said, we're talking about. Spirituality. We're talking about faith. So you already just mentioned, but what made you pursue becoming a pastor and going into ministry? I know, obviously, with the lineage that you have, a very esteemed one. Okay, how long have you been in the ministry, and how did you get into that? So I went to seminary in 2010, graduated there in 2013, and accepted my call to preach that same year. Okay. So a lot of people look at my career and everything I do, and they think I've been doing this forever. Right. Um, But I really haven't. And that's just a testament to what God will do when you walk in the path that God has for you. Period. God can redeem time and make stuff happen really quickly. Mm. Um, I went to seminary because I had been a stay-at-home mom for eight years when we came to Georgia. Okay. And my husband was working full-time, and he was pursuing his Master's of Divinity at the ITC. And when he graduated and was like, (laughs) no, he did not own uh, interest at that time. Okay. Um, And I really wanted to go back and do counseling. Okay. And so he and I talked and talked, and we decided that pastoral care was kind of a happy medium. Okay. It would take me back to my counseling background, which is something that I love to do, um, that I did a lot of in higher education. Um, But it would also be useful as a ministry in the church. Right, right. And so I went to Candler School of Theology. Shout out to Candler. Okay. Um, (laughs) And like I said, when I went, pastoral care was my focus. Yeah. But while I was there, um, 
I took a preaching class that one of my girlfriends made me promise to take. And oh, of course, wow. I wasn't going to lie about taking right. a preaching course. So I took the course. It's kind of thin line to do that. <laughs> yeah. And it was an unconventional course. Um, we had to do a first person narrative sermon. Oh, wow. And so we had to preach from the perspective of the person that the um, professor assigned us. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the hustle. And I characterized her as a hustler. Okay. And so when I got through with that, God was like, yeah, now that's what I want you to do. And I was wow. like, oh, I was like, oh, so I don't have to like sweat and hoot and holler and okay, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> um, and so that's when I accepted my call. Um, to I preach. love that. I didn't know that. Actually, that's a fun fact. Yeah. But you have the notes still. You should probably. I do. I still bring have it back the sermon. Up. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I would love to hear one day. Yeah. Um, because that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that you pursued her as a hustler. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Okay, well, perfect. I love that, that you answered the call. I think that's really big to also talk about. I am a woman of faith as well. For those who know me, but are getting to know me, I am. And um, one thing for sure I don't play about is my walk with Christ. And obviously, well, the Breakthrough Fellowship, not even just the two to her own horn, but the Breakthrough Fellowship in general has been an amazing place for my spirituality and Christian walk to grow because of, and we're getting to it more, but just been such a great foundation of like, building that relationship with God, which I believe mm-hmm. is firmly what the point of all of this is. Yes. So it's been amazing. And I just love to just listen and hear the great wisdom. Okay. Okay. So next question I had was how does religion relate to faith and is there a difference? Yes. Yes. Okay. So religion is the formal institutionalization of the practice of religion. Okay. And so when we talk about religion, we talk about, um, the religious uh, institutions. So we talk about the Christian faith or we talk about, you know, Islam, yep. you know, uh, Buddhism, mm-hmm. um, you know, those are religions and religions have doctrines. Doctrines are the basic beliefs and tenets by which those who practice that religion, what they believe and how they believe and how they actually practice the religion daily. Mm-hmm. Faith is your personal experience with the deity that you mm. worship. Reality is based mediary between us and God. Yes. So there are plenty of people who have um, a spiritual practice or spiritual beliefs that don't necessarily aren't necessarily involved in formalized religion. Okay. So okay. you have people that believe in God, but they've never joined a church, or they don't go right. to church, or they don't go, you know. Or you have somebody who was, you know, raised Catholic, say, and right. they were brought up Catholic, but they don't practice that right now. Right. And their their beliefs may be different than what they had growing up. So there's a distinct difference between um, faith and religion. And and the way I think about faith is, again, faith is that internal belief system and that internal relationship that you have with whatever deity you worship. Gotcha. And that's what I was going to ask is most times when you hear faith, it's like, do you have faith to believe in something? And you know, a lot of nowadays, a lot of this is like being interchangeable with, um, how do I say, like maybe the universe Mm -hmm. or, you know, spirit, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone has their different names. So what are some practical ways you think, uh, people, when you have faith in the unknown and higher power, like what are some practical ways to have faith in that? Mm -hmm. Um, you could obviously just talk about Christianity, but if, you know, yeah. So I think one of the key things is, If you are new to faith, whatever your faith is, to become grounded in the doctrines and practices of that faith. Mm -hmm. And again, that's what being rooted in a faith community does. It helps you to learn 
who are these people that call themselves Christians or call themselves, you know, whatever? And what do they believe? And how do they believe? Right. How do their beliefs then influence the way they live their lives? Right. And I think um, what happens a lot of times is people will become involved in a religious community and they somehow feel that their experience in the religious community is not what they expected it to be. Okay. Because people forget that even though you are a part of a religious community, you are still in a community of humans. Right. People that right. sin and not Who, perfect. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so everything that is happening in the world happens in the church because mm -hmm. we're humans. But in the church, we are um, committed to being a community of faith, which means we're being committed to being a community that practices these certain tenets. So mm -hmm. we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Right. You know, we believe in, you know, community and uplifting one another and, you know, worshiping God and, right. you know, worshiping Jesus. Right. So I think, you know, being grounded in a community is a great way to strengthen your faith. Right. Because it also puts you in relationship with other people right. who are practicing your faith. Right. And, you know, it's really hard when you are, especially if you're new to faith, any, mm -hmm. whatever faith it is. When you are just learning about it for yourself and you're trying to figure out what that means and those around you don't know anything about it, they can't help you, they right. can't answer questions, they can't kind of point you in the, in the right direction. The thing about that, though, is you can, of course, just read the Bible and come to your own understanding. Right. But the Bible and other books of faith are really hard to read if you yeah. don't have some kind of understanding about what it is you're reading. Right, yeah. You know, it's not just a book of rules. There are yeah. stories, <laughs> yeah. there are psalms, which are songs, there's poetry, right. there's narrative, there's they, drama. Uh, right. <laughs> and so a lot of people will kind of pick up the Bible and just start reading it mm -hmm. and they'll they'll come to these understandings without understanding the context. Right. What was happening? Who was this written for? What was going on in that community? Right. And then understanding now, how does this apply to me? Right. So, you know, whereas, you know, reading the book of faith and then I would say, you know, participating in forums. So if there's, you know, Christian worship online or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are Christian fellowship organizations, yeah. Bible study, you Small know, just group, yeah. right, things like that, that just help you to really ground yourself so that you can have a good understanding of what it is you're practicing. I love that you say that because I think that is very practical as well. Like sometimes, you know, again, in this day and age of social media, a lot of people are throwing a lot of stuff at you, you know, people believe in which, you know, that's their reasoning mm -hmm. but it's good to know like a practical way if you want to get to know and have build your faith is to just get in community with other people that are like-minded mm -hmm. um and i agree with you i think bible studies are really great um i definitely especially now in this day and age of COVID, i feel like i go to multiple churches oh, yeah. um because i can like go watch so many mm -hmm. um during the week mm -hmm. and so i've been definitely feeling like you know i when i post or repost different um people people are like oh you listen to them too and i'm like yeah so now that's something we could talk about it's a point of exactly of contact and mm -hmm. and that's growing the faith and the mm -hmm. community yeah um so that's great i'm so glad you said that i did have a follow-up question about that but i am blinking right now mm. well actually i do have it what so with you said like you know practical ways of building your faith in the community how important do you think that is um, in your walk with Christ? Mm -hmm. um, if you want to share on that. Yeah, no, I think it's really, really important because, yeah. you know, life is hard. <laughs> 
And, you know, no matter what you're trying to do, if you're trying to save money, it's hard to save money when you don't have a supportive community around you. Right. If you're trying to save money and everybody around you is out here trying (laughs) to spend and bling and floss and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be really difficult for you to make your goals. You have to be surrounded by like-minded people. Right. Um, And so, you know, that's to me the benefit. I also think that... It's also helpful when you get in circumstances in life, when you have people who know what it is you're trying to be about, because we all need support, right? So, you know, I I remember when I was much younger in my faith and, you know, I would go out with my friends on Saturday, we would hang out, go to clubs, we'd be out all (laughs) night, the whole nine. But I had a couple of girlfriends who were Christians like me. And our agreement was if we can hang our behinds out on Saturday night, Mm -hmm. we can make it to church on Sunday. Period. And so I'm not saying we were in there necessarily. You know, we might have been one eye open, (laughs) still hungover, smelling like smoke, whatever. But we were there, you know, because we Amen. made that commitment. Amen. And we were accountability partners <laughs> right. for each other in that. You right. know, that it was like, yeah, hanging out and everything, that's great, that's fun. But this is also really important. Right, right. You know, and the other thing was when we would be going through challenges, we were prayer partners for yeah, each other. That's you know, real. the same way I could call them and just talk about what was going on with work or, you know, my husband, right. kids, whatever. I could also call them and be like, hey, girl, I'm going through. And she'd be like, you know what? Let's pray about it. Amen. And we would pray about it. And so that's those are the practical ways. Right. And I think now in this day and age when everyone is so isolated. I know. And like you said, everybody is so inundated with information. Yeah. And I think one of the things that people have to realize is that at you in terms of information is not equal. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think one of the things that social media does poorly is it makes it seem like everybody's voice is equal to everybody's voice. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, yes, you're an individual, you're a person. We all have the same intrinsic worth and value. But if one person has been, you know, in ministry for 10 years, has gone to school to study it, has really immersed themselves Mm -hmm. in this that may not be the same weight as somebody who just woke up and was like, let me just tell you what I think. Right. Not even what I believe or what I practice, Mm. but let me just tell you what I think about this thing that I saw or heard. Right. And so I think it's important to have, right. To, to have other people who believe as you believe, who feel like you feel, who have the same, um, standards right that you have to be able to process and you know help you walk through life i'm glad you said that because i agree and that's kind of what i was saying before you speak so eloquently i love it oh, um you. but yes i i feel it and it's funny because i may be a little late but i made it to church <laughs> and i just appreciate you, you guys never judged okay <laughs> all right next question i have for you is um it's on this faith walk, of course. How does one grow their relationship with God mm-hmm. and in any practical ways or any advice for people that may be doing that or wanting to do that? Yeah. So I think one of the most practical ways that people don't often think about it, um, a lot of times when I am um, talking to new believers, one of the things that I have them do is keep a prayer journal. Mm. Um, because what I have found is that as we walk with God, God not only listens to our prayers, but God also answers our prayers. Mm, And sometimes we get into the habit where we're so busy asking and asking and asking. And for a lot of, and for a lot of times what happens is people ask for 22 things, You but they really want one. They want a man. 
They don't ask for all this other stuff, but they want a man. Right. Well, then after two weeks of praying, it's like, well, God hasn't bought me a man, so God is not listening to me. But it's like, oh, but you asked for cover and protection. You've been covered mm. for two weeks. Oh, but you asked for provision. You don't got to rate. Like, oh. you've asked for all this other stuff. Talk about it. That God has answered and given. Yeah. And yet, because of this one thing. That you, like, maybe highlight more. Right. Then you. And so one of the things mm. I think a prayer journal does mm. is one. It is a record of your relationship, your personal conversations with God. Mm. And in the prayer journal, what I put in is what not just what I'm asking for, mm-hmm. but then what do I feel that God is a lot of times that people will say. Yeah. And I say, well, ask for confirmation mm. and God will give you confirmation. Uh, you know what? Um, and so and so that's discernment. And that all goes in your prayer journal. You know mm. what you're what you feel like you're asking for, what you're taking to God, how God is responding, the things that you feel that. God is is telling you to do how you feel God is leading you mm. the confirmation that you're asking for um, and so I think that's one of the ways to read whatever again if it's your Bible the Quran whatever right. it is read it right. <laughs> um, I, I refer people to the Bible app all the time yes that's because me. I think that's it's an me. amazing resource it's on your phone and most of us let's be honest we got our phones with us we might not have our keys. We might oh, wow. not have our wallet, but we got our phone. Okay. And so when you have the Bible app, it's right there on your phone. Right. They have daily reading plans yes. that make it nice and easy for Very you. Easy. <laughs> and then they also have commentaries that help you to understand mm. what it is that you're reading. Mm. Um, and it's important to read the Bible because, one, it teaches you who God is. Mm. God has a character. Mm. Just like we as people, we are made in God's image. And mm. just like we have certain characteristics yeah so if somebody says oh i met your first lady the other day she's six feet tall with you know you'd be like no 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 that's, that's not her because her, right. that's not one of her characteristics mm. now if they said oh she's about five six curly hair you'd be like yeah yeah that's yes, her because i have those characteristics preachers and pastors who preach certain things right but they're not in alignment with what the character of god mm. is god is love yeah so god isn't telling us to hate anybody mm, yeah. god is not telling us to go out there and be destructive against anybody god isn't calling us that's not god's character Mm. but you only know that if you on god's word and you read the book Right. right and then again you know um i think it's really important to spend time listening mm. to what God is saying. And, mm. and sometimes for me, a lot of times it's not even like I'm just sitting in my room, like silence and just right. like, okay, God speak to me. Right. God speaks to me a lot of times when I'm driving in my car mm. and the radio's just kind of on and I'm not really paying attention to it, but God will speak to me in those moments mm. when I'm walking the neighborhood and I got my, you know, uh, playlist in my ear right. and I'm, when God will speak. Mm. And so I've, I've learned now because I've been in relationship with God for a long time, right. what God's voice is to me. Right. And God speaks to all of us differently. differently and that's right. why it's important to build a relationship. So you can figure out what that is. Exactly. Because that's a good, that was a good follow-up question, actually. Because I know people do say, like, oh, how do you hear? Or, like, people may struggle with hearing the voice of God or, mm-hmm. or knowing if this is him or not. I know I've asked you those questions before, and I actually totally didn't think to ask for confirmation. Because mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here like, well, I feel like you're saying this. So I'm gonna just keep doing what I'm doing. I guess you'll let me know, or you do something bad might happen. Right. You know, we we look for actual things that are tangible things to mm-hmm. that happen to be like this is the the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I guess how does one listen? I guess I know you already said like meditating, but like I know that people listen in different ways. But 
I want you to just elaborate a little bit more. Maybe spending yeah. time with God, obviously, to develop that character. I love how you said mm-hmm. that. Um, so you know how he speaks to you. Right, exactly. And and like I said, the prayer journal, again, is helpful because it helps you to kind of catalog your conversation. Mm, and so I like I've had moments where I'll look back on my prayer journal mm-hmm. and something that in my mind, I'm like, okay, I've been praying about this forever and God hasn't really answered. Like, <laughs> right. Lord, where are you? What's I need an answer. Right. But then when I start looking back through my writings and what God has said to me and things that I've recorded, I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? That, that, I guess that, that is the answer. Mm. And then I'll say, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, confirm that for me. Mm. And what will happen is, you know, some random person will call mm. and say something that I'm like, oh. that was for real. Or, like it a bit in a message, you know, that yeah. I, somebody's preaching or a random certainly. conversation with someone mm. or somebody will call and say, Oh, I have this opportunity for you. Blah, 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 blah. Like, mm. you know, God will make God's, um, purposes and God's wishes for us known. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it requires that we have discernment. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, what yes, will happen is, it's not, but, and, and this is what people have to understand. We have our will and our ego. Right. There's the voice of God. Right. And then, you know, evil is real. There's evil in the world as well. Yes. And so <laughs> we a lot of times what will happen is that God will give us an answer that we don't want. Mm. And then we just like, yeah, no, that's not the answer I want. So I'm just going to keep doing the foolishness that I'm doing. You on my pew. Can you stop? Okay. I'm going to keep doing the foolishness I'm doing because, Ooh. and it's almost like, well, God, well, like, if you're not striking me with lightning, I guess you're okay with it. Ah, can you stop? <laughs> but you know, you're right. we, at least those of us who are Christian, we believe in a God who gives us free will. Yes. And yes. free will is, you know, it's a word that we use, you know, for some other things, but we, we serve a pro-choice. wants us to come to God, worship a God who, you know, says, you know, I want you to, you know, Jada, I want you to go be a teacher. And if you don't teach you, go be a teacher, he's going to like smite you with, you know, <laughs> lightning or something. Thank God. That's not the kind of God we serve, <laughs> right, right. you know? And so I think a lot of people have this kind of misconception mm-hmm. about who God is yes, and, sure. and the way the world works. You know, that yeah. I know when bad things happen, people are always like, well, where is God? And I'm mm. like, God is still here indwelling mm. in us, within us. God is still around us, mm. but there is also evil in the world Yeah, and people do evil, evil things, things. <laughs> yes. and that that's not God because people do evil things mm. and that is that's part of how, point. you know, free choice works and, yeah. you know, and it's, it's complicated. It's not simple. No. And a lot of times people want to oversimplify faith. Yeah. You know, they want us, okay, just tell me what I got to do. Right. I will say it gets into that. Cause it's like, okay, well, if I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm doing this. Oh, where's my husband? You know, right. like most women would say that or, mm-hmm. or guys like, you know, Oh, I really am busting my butt for this and da-da-da. And I, I really have been looking for this promotion. Where are you at? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's not a formula. He's not a genie. I think you right. told me that. Yep. He's not a genie. Right. Um, you don't rub on the stuff, right. imaginary uh, teapot. Rub on the Bible. On the Bible, yeah. No, yeah. it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and he appears and gets your, your top three wishes. Right. I wish, but no. Right. So, so yeah, I love that you said that. And it actually leads me to my next question um, about discernment, because mm-hmm. you already mentioned it. So, how do you practice or strengthen that discernment? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it all flows together, clearly. But mm-hmm. any insight on that? Because um, that's something I know I struggle with, too, yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, again, as you grow in your faith, again, one of the key aspects is to pray. Mm-hmm. But, again, to listen mm-hmm. and to look and to be aware 
of what is happening in your life, right? how things are moving, the places of ease. So I tell people all the time, you know, um, when people come to say, well, how do I know what my purpose is? Mm, yeah, and the question. first thing I say is, well, what do you like to do? Mm-hmm. What are the things that bring you joy? Mm. Because nine times out of 10, when we're doing things that are of God mm-hmm. in alignment with God. So mm-hmm. now you out here, you know, acting wild and crazy <laughs> and yeah, no. And that's what you like to do. First question is, does this align with God. who God is? Yeah, the characteristics right. of God. Right. And there's some no. stuff It's like, no. So, you know, Absolutely that's not, not it. Right. That's not it. So that's the first thing. Is it in alignment with the characteristics of God right. and who God is? Right. Number one. But number two, are these the things that naturally give you life, naturally mm. bring you joy? Mm. Um, and there are a lot of people who are making choices to do things because they think, you know, oh, this is going to get me a lot of money or Mm. everybody else is doing it. Oh, this is hot right now. So I need to jump on this, Mm. you know, and the reality is you can do those things and you can have a level of success. You can even have a lot of material success. Mm. But the question is, will you be happy and fulfilled in your person? Mm. And what is happening now, I feel that there are a lot of people who are doing a lot of things Mm -hmm. that are bringing the actual Gain Gank about yes because it's like what <laughs> right they're empty and yep. whatever you doing that is purposed by God will first give you life yes it will mm. you will then preach, bless preach others yeah and you know people forget that we are given gifts we yeah. are given purpose we are given guidance and direction mm. so that the kingdom would flourish mm. it's not for us. And that's hard for a lot of us because we live in a world it is. that wants us to focus exclusively on us. On us. My All job, about me. My mm-hmm. job, my people, my family, my this, my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I talk to so many people and I'm like, oh my goodness, if you say me, I, or I'm one more time. Right, right. You know, but God doesn't want us to just be nice people. Yeah, there's, there's greater. <laughs> God does not want us to just be successful and take care of our family and our friends. Right. Like, that is not what being a person of faith is about. Yeah. Um, a person of faith is someone who believes in something greater mm, and bigger themselves, than right? themselves yeah. and their world. And we do what we do, not just to be a blessing to those around. Is that how you said it? Because that's so real. Oh, my gosh. So many points. Um, I agree. Because we do live in a world that's very, like, me, 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 me. And, and, you know, even in my generation, I definitely could talk about how, you know, we're just about getting to the bag. And, and you know, that's what we're taught, you know. And, of course, we can talk about, you know, we're raised in this, you know, capitalism, all that other stuff. But I realized for me in my walk, in my faith, um, when I listen to sermons and stuff, I'm always trying to check myself, too, of, like, when I have my visions out and I write them on my board, um, is it for me? And, and you know, yes, it's okay to be for me. Don't mm-hmm. It's fine because you should like something of it but also like what am i doing that could bless others and help others and i think that's where my business came and um if people don't know i'm a financial educator on the side so that's that's when i realized like this is one of my purpose or passions because Mm -hmm. i get so fulfilled every session every session Mm -hmm. i'm like i love when i hear oh i get it now i'm like oh my god yay Mm -hmm. and i loved and had those feelings when the fresh the sessions were free mm-hmm. and now that they're paid it's even better right but it's like even even more because i'm mm-hmm. like oh i want to reach more people right um so I, I totally agree with you um what do you say to that when some people are trying not to think because i think it could be very confusing mm-hmm. you know because it's like well what's my guidance because if they don't mm-hmm. have any of that right like, mm-hmm. like i'm just trying to think of someone that's very 
doesn't have much of the faith background, maybe didn't mm-hmm. brought up in church or whatever. How does one like, you know, navigate that? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any tips. Yeah. So I think the first thing is, you know, I think everybody has to establish for themselves okay. what they feel the vision for their life is. Yeah. And again, you know, we live in a culture that's always telling us and trying yeah. to dictate and prescribe who and what we should be. Right. And, you know, it takes time to learn who you are. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, part of what I feel is the problem now is that there's so much pressure on yeah. young people in particular For sure. to figure it out, to know it, to have it and, and to be do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, because of social media and everything, everything that's happening is happening in front of everybody. Right. So it's done when I was young. Like we getting older. Nobody can remember what anybody did now. <laughs> right. There's no footage right. on Evidence. anybody's computer. <laughs> there may be a couple Polaroids, but we can destroy those. Like it's a totally different thing. Um, right. And so I think there's a lot of pressure on people yeah. to know who they are and yeah. to be able to express who they are and be able to be out there and walk and, in it. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. one of the things I think that is necessary though, is each one of us has to have our own internal compass if you will yeah our own internal standards Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for who we are and what we're about Mm. and i think part of what happens again is if you don't have a faith foundation it's really easy to just kind of latch on to either what yeah your parents taught you right. what Doctor, the people mm-hmm. around you mm-hmm. are doing or just to kind of go with the flow, flow with whatever yeah. is out there whatever being going presented on. to you at the time yeah exactly and so but i do think that even for people who don't have a faith base that we all have some type of standards yeah you yeah. know we all know we want to be treated a certain way right right and so the first thing is okay i want to be treated with love and respect yeah i've got to treat other people with love and right, respect to do that. so yeah. let that be one of the things that that is a standard right you know i want to be treated in a way that is you know respectful I'm going to be a respectful person yeah. to others. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes a long way to really, again, think about. And, and our culture frowns on the whole idea of taking time out, pulling away, being mm. quiet, being still, mm. thinking, considering. Right. Because it's all about move, go, be, do, move, right. go, be, do. Yeah. But I, I do think that people have to give some type of serious um, thought to who they want to be in the right, world right. and who they feel they are called to be in the world. Yeah. And again, the only way you do that is again, by experiencing different things right, 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 right. and like. saying, you know what, this person is crazy as heck. I know I don't want to be like that. Right. Right. You know, and, and unfortunately, you know, in our world, because there are certain types of behavior that is poor behavior that is rewarded on like you're not getting anything for that so maybe that's not the person you want right right they're being paid for this yeah they're getting paid to be act a fool yeah yeah you're just gonna get a lot of judgment exactly (laughs) so it's just not good heartache pain yeah yeah yeah. it's just not gonna be good okay well i'm glad you said that i appreciate i wanted to bring it back to our church model actually or is it mission statement i'm sorry i I say model model. yeah model okay um, all about God, all about people. And I remember seeing oh, in the church, you know, those words, of course, <laughs> on the board. I, I've always loved it. Of course, I have my version, but mm-hmm. since you are the co-founder yeah. of it, please let us know what that means. Yeah, so <laughs> our so our mission 
is helping broken people find wholeness. That's what it was, yeah. Through an intimate relationship with God. Yes. And out of that, our motto, all about God, all about people was mm-hmm. born. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that we are committed to is really helping people in their daily, everyday lives mm-hmm. to just be better Christians. Yeah. Which means that we are really committed to living life with people mm-hmm. in very practical ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Reverend Cam and I, I feel are both very down to earth people. Yeah. We sure. both came into ministry later in life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I was 40. He was almost 40. Mm-hmm. We had lived and had experiences. And so we're not the couple that, you know, started this when we were 18 right. and we've been in the church our whole life. Now, you know, we've been, we've done a whole lot of living. Yeah. You know, like I said, we were clubbing and hanging out <laughs> and doing a lot of stuff that a lot of folks are doing. And so we don't come to ministry with this idea that in order to be in the church or to be a Christian, you got to give up all these behaviors and do right. all this stuff different and everything. Right. We really try to start from a place of, okay, we're all broken. Yeah. And our brokenness manifests in different ways. Yeah. And what for me is an issue may not be an issue for you. Right, right, right. right and right. what is an issue for you may not be an issue for me. But all of our issues are equal. Right, My right. issues are not worse than yours. Yours are not worse right. than mine. But when we come into fellowship one another, this is a place where we can bear our scars, mm. where we can be authentic. Mm. We can open up ourselves mm-hmm. and say, okay, Lord, here are, here we are. Yeah. Like, take, take out what's us. bad yeah, yeah. and make us better people. Amen. And so we're very committed to um, a very practical way of being. Um, we are that. very committed to... You know, being a member of our greater community, doing a lot of community service, partnering with a lot of organizations in the community. Because, again, it's not about us just sitting in our building and having people come in and just being about our church. Right. It's about our church being people who then go back out into the world and make a difference in the world. And our church as a whole you know, seeding back into the world and our community and making a yes. difference there as well. And you, we, I mean, I know we do this because we talk about, but can you elaborate on uh, the month that we really do just give back? I mean, of course we do it often, but mm-hmm. we focus solely on that. If you yeah. want to speak on that. Yeah. So we commit to the same way we ask our members to tithe 10% mm-hmm. of what they mean. It's called a tithe and it's a biblical practice. Oh, yeah, let's break um, down. <laughs> and so we, we ask people to give 10% um, to the church. We then, as a church, invest 10% back into the community. Got it. Um, and we do a lot of community service. And, you know, it's not just money, but it's also hours. Yeah, so we don't time. just yeah. ask people mm-hmm. to commit their money, money but also right. to then serve. Yes. So normally in month. Month, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we will do is we will commit our church to a certain amount of hours. Usually it's like 500 or 600 mm-hmm. 100 hours. And then we'll also commit to giving a certain amount. I think the last time it was like 500 hours and like five thousand dollars or something and so we would pick two or three different community service organizations right we would have a hands-on service day where we go and work with them and then we would also give them money present them with a check from the church as well right because again we believe that we haven't been blessed as a congregation again just for us right that it's then about us giving it to someone else whether it's an individual or whether it's another organization or a group of individuals in our community right and i pre i'm glad you said it because it's that's something I believe too. I mean, working in finance, uh, nine to five, as well as my five to nine, when I, um, work with people, the time, you know, like it takes, but also people need money too. Mm-hmm. And so it's so, I really am very proud, uh, to be a member, but also too, when I see organizations really, um, of a church, excuse me, give back in their time as well as money and finance, because that's what we need. You know, mm-hmm. we live in a world that money <laughs> makes the world go around, mm-hmm. but you're, we're not, um, 
um, how do I say, blind to that either. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we can give time. And I think some people know, but back in back when I went to boarding school, I remember going on a trip to Nicaragua and it was one of the top two poorest countries. And I remember seeing all these people so happy, smiling, accepting me and my group of people to their tin roof homes. I mean, we saw the pigs and cows. We ate so happy and, you know, and content. And I realized for that, that was one of my first moments, I think, I think with God, like when I reflected on it, it was like, I know that God called me to like, I could volunteer because I've always been doing that with growing up in church. But I said, I want to help someone break some financial burden. So Mm -hmm. that's when I really thought, or at least felt like a God placed on my heart to be a philanthropist. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, first of all, I need money. So how am I going to do that? So, you know, I'm like, all right, God. So that's what I really felt like. But those things I love doing. And I love like being a part of organizations that do do that. Cause it's Mm -hmm. like, time is great. But money also helps change things and really relieve some stress. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And money is one of those things, you know, when it comes to being a church and money, you know, people get really weird, right? you know, pastors doing this and that. And you know, what I always say to people is one, the church is not a monolith, which means all churches, all pastors, all people are not the same. Right. And so what I tell people is look at your church. Right. And so, I mean, don't talk about the church up the street that you've never been to, that you don't go to, you don't give to, you don't get, like, you're totally, you don't don't know anything anything about about them. (laughs) Deal with your church. And see what they do. Right. And see what y'all are doing. Right. You know, because the thing is, if you're in a a church that Mm -hmm. is feeding you, that is doing good work in the church, you're growing as a Christian, they're doing good work in the community, and they'll be transparent about their books and what comes in and how it's, you know... And all that. And, you know, people have this misconception. They'll be like, oh, well, if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to care about money. Or if you're a pastor, you're not supposed to yeah. care about money. No, the book says the love of, of money, money is yeah is the root of all yeah. people. Yeah. Money makes the world go round. Period. And money is just what we have to. It's the currency, it's the currency. we have to yeah, have. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and, and I'm not saying that there are not pastors and churches that are not being responsible. There oh, are some sure. that are. Right. Go. Okay. Yeah, that too. And they want to talk about that faith community and they want to come on the outside and dictate, well, you show me and you, it's like, you don't even know the language we speak here. Right. You don't even know what we do. You don't know who we are. Right. That's like me coming to your house and looking at what you're having to dinner and be like, oh, that's nasty. Yeah. Well, I, you may love it. You obviously love it if you're serving it. Yeah. I'm coming in from the outside and imposing my thoughts, values, ideas on what it is you're doing. Right. And so that's, that's all I say about that. Cause it, you know, whenever you talk about money in church, people get really really antsy yeah and I, and I would love to say i really appreciate the teaching from my church and even back in day from st james with your father because i've learned at a young age and i learned to be a good steward of my money because of that and mm-hmm. and reverend cam or breakthrough the art church um really helped me with the 10 10 80 mm-hmm. which if you are a client of mine or if you ever heard anything from my adulting with was page i'm always advocating like especially when we think of budgeting 10 10 80 mm-hmm. i'm always that's the first thing i say and even if you're not um religious I'm, i always was like you don't even have to give to a church but maybe to a favorite charity or mm-hmm. organization because i do believe there's a beautiful gift of giving mm-hmm. and being generous with yep. what god's giving you mm-hmm. and you don't even have to be religious to, to understand that mm-hmm. so so i'm so big on that and I, i've learned that through you guys so i'm very grateful and i always try to share as much as i can to who, whoever will mm-hmm. listen um because i do believe it's helped me mm-hmm. in so many ways right. um becoming better with my money too mm-hmm so that leads me to oh second to the last question excuse me in this day and age with so much evil like we talked about and just a lot of things going on 
How do you continue to have faith and and pray as we witness so much turmoil in the world today? I mean, obviously with COVID, obviously with a lot of news going on in recent events, and we don't have to talk too specific to them. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. So like, how does one, um, you know, one of faith, but also someone of not can maybe have some hope or something. Yeah. To get through this. <laughs> so I, I mean, I think it's a lot of things. You know, right. one, I think that we as you know, Americans. Yeah. We have lived in one of the best economically advantaged countries yes. in the world. Yes. And we have been that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so many of us have lived a life that is better than many populations of the world. Right. And so now that stuff is coming now to our doorstep, you know, we're like, what was me? What was me? What was me? Right. And that's not to downplay anything. But again, I always take everything back to context Mm -hmm. in the context of everything. Right. In the context of the world, the world, right. When you think about people in Haiti Mm. who are suffering and you think about people in war torn countries and you think about people who are in lands that are having famine and you, you know, when you think about places like that, yes, we are dealing with a lot. But a lot of us also have a lot of resources to at least deal with what it is that we're dealing with. So I think one is to have a really broad context to really understand what it is that we're dealing with. The other thing I think that I find helpful is what I call my kind of self-care practices. Okay. Um, And so one of the things that I do is I don't watch a lot of negative for them but I do I watch the today show and you yeah. little news little entertainment like because for me in my own mental health and well-being I realized that at one point I was just watching news 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 between the pandemic yeah. the oh elections just I mean yes. it was just 24/7 man yes and I found myself just feeling so heavy and just feeling so burdened down yeah and feeling overwhelmed yes Yes. and just depressed Mm -hmm. and and I was like okay one I've got too much negativity coming in right and so I think really limiting that That. negativity to a certain time of day you know uh, I know another girlfriend of mine she watches the evening in this day and age with so much evil how do you continue to have faith and pray as we witness so much turmoil in the world today. So I think one, it's the realization that evil exists. And I think that there are a lot of um, people and faith traditions in particular that don't really deal with the question of evil. Mm. Um, A lot of people, particularly people who may not have a strong faith background themselves, um, come from this perspective, well, if God is so good, why is there evil in the Mm. world? And you know, one of the things that we have to do realize is that God is not just um, God who wills things, mm. but God also allows things, mm. which is why we have free will. Yeah. And we don't get to have free will, meaning we get to decide how we live our lives, whether we're people of faith, whether we believe in God or not, and have God run everything. Right. <laughs> and you know, for a lot of people, they want God to run everything until they want to do what they want to do. Right. Right. (laughs) And then when the consequences of that come, 
then they're like, oh, but wait a minute, God, God, God. And it's like, well, yeah, no, you pretty much knew this was wrong and God wasn't going to be happy this when you did right. it. And now that you're suffering this consequence, now all of a sudden it's like, what God, take me? the consequence away. Right. And, you know, we don't get both things. So I think, one, it's remembering that evil is real. It yeah. is a spirit in the world, just like everything else. Um, and that there are bad things that happen and there are people who are motivated by bad things. I think the other thing that we have to remember is when it comes to society, culture, we are communal people. Mm. So even though we may not necessarily be people who are civically engaged, we may not be voting and paying attention to all of those things because we are communal people that affects us. Mm. What happens to my neighbor happens to me what yeah. happens in community happens to me and so one of the best things that i tell people to do is to stay engaged and to see who you are in community with mm. if you are someone who is in community with people who are very negative minded who are very toxic and dysfunctional mm. that's going to mean that you're going to have a lot of toxicity and dysfunctionality in your right. life i think the other thing is that to remember that none of us is here to live this kind of perfect idyllic existence. Right. Which means we all get sick at some point. Mm -hmm. Sickness, sadness, you know, bad things happen in mm -hmm. all of our lives. Mm -hmm. And that learning how to navigate all of that and to navigate in a way where we still have hope is not only just an act, a spirit, an aspect of our spirituality. I think it's also a maturity thing. Yeah, that as you grow, you learn how to kind of take in stride and right. weather storms. You learn how to be resilient. You learn how to go through difficult times, but not to let them either make you bitter or angry right. or difficult. That that's a choice that, that we is. all have. And how do we respond to the things around us? And I think finally, you know, this is the big plug. God matters. Yeah. Spirituality <laughs> matters. Having a belief system matters. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, you know, I don't think that it's any accident that when we look at the numbers, that as people who are faith, people of faith or, or consider themselves churchgoers or, you know, however you want to say it has decreased that numbers of depression and all of those things have increased. And I'm not saying that if you're a believer that, you know, depression doesn't hit you or depression right. is evil. I'm not saying any of those right. things. But what I'm saying is that for those of us who are people of faith, our faith is one of the tools that we have right. that helps us to deal with all this devastating stuff in the yeah. world. Our faith is one of the things that informs the way we respond, mm. not just in terms of our morals and values, but also in terms of how we get through What's all of on? these things. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I'll be watching the news or something crazy happen, you know, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and just talking to other of my friends who are just like, I'm praying for you, you know, and I'm praying for them. And we get to talk in and we start talking about God. And before you know it, we're having this moment where we both feel better. We mm. both remember that God is in charge. Mm. We both remember that what we're dealing with is one, not the only things that there are. Right. And that people for the whole of humanity have been dealing with 
catastrophic right. things. Like we're not the first generation that has had to deal with so many of these things that we're right. dealing with. We're not the first people that have had to navigate all of this. Right. So it's not like God is picking on us or the universe, as all these people say, right. like turning against us. Right. That this is part of the cost of being human in the world. Mm. I agree. And I'm glad you said that. You had a great point about uh, when you get in communion with other folks that are believers as well. And even just speaking and, you know, you're expressing yourself. I'm sure they're expressing themselves, their feelings, their thoughts, which are so real. So honor those. But after communing, being in communion with them, expressing those things, you get you feel a little lighter. And I wanted to pinpoint that's so important because I know I have friends that, you know, walk in different spiritualities and there's no re- there's no shade to any of that. But I do notice the difference or shift of tone in those conversations where I'm coming as a woman of faith versus someone that may not believe in it so much. And you can tell that it's almost like it's more draining on them. I had a friend tell me, it was like, how do you say so positive? And I'm just like. I just feel like it's in me at this mm-hmm. point. I was like, I don't know if I'm choosing right now. I really just, I mean, I am choosing it, but I, I don't know if it's like, I hear it. I see it. I'm not blind to it. Let's not be oblivious, but I just have faith that I know what God told me for me in my life and what I'm supposed to do. Whether I see it, I don't see it right now, but I know what God said. Right. And that's faith brings me so much more joy and peace that surpasses really understanding. Cause my friends are just like, in dismay of like how are you okay right now well and part of it is and that's something that we don't talk about i mean that's what we talk about when we say the fruit of the spirit Mm, yes yes and we talk about you know the bible says god inhabits the praises of Mm. god's people Mm. so when you and i get together and we start talking about the goodness of god Mm. the spirit of god inhabits that place wow so when we talk about the fact that we get together we start talking and all of a sudden we feel lighter yeah that's a gift of the spirit that Mm. is the presence of the holy spirit amen that comes in and calms us and gives us joy that you said surpasses all human understanding and so that's the reality of it Mm. a lot of people cannot separate kind of religion Mm -hmm. and religiosity Mm. apart from the spiritual aspect of our faith yeah and there are people who may have had a bad experience in a church yeah that then throw the whole church away Or they have had a traumatic experience with a Christian or a group of Christians, and then they throw everything, the Bible, God, Jesus, everything Everything has to go away. And so, you know, I just try to, um, you know, tell people that have had some type of traumatic or bad experience, don't throw it all away. Just because you've had an experience that has been negative or has been traumatizing, and let's be clear, you can have a bad experience with a person or a couple of people in church. That is not necessarily church hurt and church right, trauma. Right. That, you know, church hurt and church trauma is a is something very different. Right. But you heal from it. Right. The same way God gives us the ability to heal from a broken arm yeah. or from cancer or anything else. Mm-hmm. God also gives us the ability to heal from relational trauma, even when it happens between Christians and believers. That is so real. And I'm glad you said that. That's powerful. Okay, perfect. Well, moving on to our last question. What is some advice you would give a listener that may be curious and have questions about their spirituality and walk with God Mm -hmm. to leave us out? So one, I think the first thing is to really interrogate your questions. Mm. Um, A lot of times people will come to me and ask me a question. Yeah. 
that really is a bigger question or a different question altogether. Right. And as we start talking, I'm like, wait a minute, you asked me, you know, about this one thing, but this is really about something totally different. Right. So one, I think it's to really do some um, introspection, some meditation, and to really think about what is it that I am curious about? Mm. Am I curious about my beliefs? Am I curious about religion in general? Am I curious about my relationship with God, faith in Like, what is it that I'm really curious about? Mm. Then the thing is, find trusted sources and resources to get answers. Mm. Google is not a trusted source <laughs> or resource. Right when it comes to a lot of things yeah it's great for directions it's great <laughs> for finding a restaurant it's yeah. great for finding out what people that you know went to this particular show think about that yeah but sometimes we go online and we don't really know who is posting and what right. their beliefs and what their ideas are right and so we find ourselves kind of online in the abyss of you know, these crazy ideas about right. religion and Christians and all this stuff. And I have people that come to me and they're like, I saw this website or I went to this church. And I'm like, first of all, what, what, what religion is it? Yeah. Is this Baptist, Methodist? Like, I can't speak for everybody right. that calls themselves a Christian. A Christian. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of diversity within mm -hmm. Christians. Mm -hmm. And we don't all agree on the same thing. Right. We don't all believe the same thing. We right. don't all you know, seek out the same thing. That's and very so, true. So my thing is know who you're going to mm -hmm. and what you're looking to that person for. Make sure that you're going to people who are reputable. Yeah. Make sure that you are getting information from reputable places. Mm -hmm. And then finally, be prayerful about it. Mm -hmm. That discernment and wisdom God will give you discernment and wisdom. Yeah. Even if you aren't a believer. Yeah. No, yeah. And you are curious about God. Talk to God about it. Yeah. Say, dear Lord, you know, you and I, we don't know each other like that. <laughs> you know, I'm not a Christian. I'm not at anything. But I have questions. Are you real? Make yourself known to mm. me. And God will make God's self known to you. Yeah. And God will start to walk with you and God will start to lead you and God will start to. And then, you know, you may want to join a church. You may want to get in a Bible study mm -hmm. with other believers. I think now one of the great things is that there's so many options. You yeah. can participate in a church online. Yeah, You yeah. can go to many churches and listen to many <laughs> right. different pastors. Right. You can find a local Bible study yeah. where it's just a small group of people that get together, read scripture and talk about. You can join a group online that mm -hmm. does more stuff where like they look at issues and mm -hmm. talk about different Christian perspectives on certain issues. Mm -hmm. And so there's so many ways for people to engage. Um, and like I said, I think the best thing is just to find a friend. Yeah. Find a friend who you know is a is a person of faith. Yeah. Whose faith life you admire that you can identify with. Right. And allow that person to be the one that you say, you know what, I see that you have a really I see that you really have a strong faith life. And I see that, you know, your faith life gives you so much power and your faith life gives you enjoyment and peace. And I want something like that. Tell me more about that. Right ask questions, you know, find a pastor, ask a question, either in person or email them. Right. You know, ask questions and don't make assumptions. Yes. I think that's huge that you say don't make assumptions because it's hard to come out and seek something that you don't really know 
to not have assumptions. So it's something that you have to really check yourself with and also be open, right? Yes. To receiving something that's opposite of what you may have assumed, mm-hmm. have assumed. So that's really crit- crucial. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I think it's really good to just find a friend or someone else because sometimes it could be a lot. I mean, I mean, I've had friends come out and reach out to me and they're like, how did you know? And then I have to think like, how did I know? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think about like, well, I just grew up in church. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, then that's there. You have to go through that uh, tunnel of what that looks like. But then I also express how I found God for myself. And yes. it started with exactly what you said. I asked God, I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I know you in a greater sense because my parents took me to church and mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I'm saved because right. I, I know about, you. I know about you, mm-hmm. but I don't really know you. And I really do believe when I was in high school, God started showing me who he was in different ways. And that's when I was like, wow. And, I, and also I was in a boarding school that was around nature and I really felt like he would speak through me through like the just beautiful way of how he created earth. Mm -hmm. And that was my way of, I guess, physically seeing like God is for me. And of Mm -hmm. course, you know, everyone else has their own story, but that's what started me. And I think just being open to that, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. So this has been a great podcast. I'm super excited. Please let everyone know where we can follow you, find you, maybe reach out to you. You may be the pastor that they're going to talk to um, uh, as they continue their faith uh, walk and, and just figuring it out. So just let us know where we can find you. Yeah. So you can always just Google Jennifer Watley, W A T L E Y. Maxell, M-A-X-E-L-L, one word that will take you to our church, the Breakthrough Fellowship, that will take you to my personal website. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, J. Watley Maxell. So you can always reach out to me there. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm around any of those ways. It's a great way to contact me. Yes. And is there anything we should be looking forward to or anything? I don't know. You plug. I know you do so much. You wear a lot of hats. So, yeah. so let us know. I, I actually have a new book. Yes. Um, a Journey of Becoming. It's a book of poetry. And it really is about this kind of internal leaning towards more and growth healing and wholeheartedness and so you can go to amazon and again you can you know look up ellipsis or jennifer watley maxwell and it'll take you right there yeah you can get it there um i am uh relaunching my women's ministry the yes. ellipsis experience and again we have our website so you can go to the ellipsisexperience.com to find out more about that we've been doing a lot online mm-hmm. you know because of the pandemic but now we are coming back and starting to doing some in-person things right um, and so both of those are ways you can find me and what's coming up next yes okay well all of this information will also be below so if you you know need it or did missed it while she was saying it it'll be below but thank you so much for coming on the show thank and you for I having hope, me of course of course and I hope that people will utilize this as um, a new way to help them find that faith and spirituality that we've been seeking for so yay all right well have a great day y'all bye bye everybody hey you thanks so much for tuning in on another episode of adulting's ghetto podcast i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did please be sure to like subscribe share and comment your favorite parts i look forward to having you plus your friends join us again on the next episode until then happy adulting